Hello and welcome to my podcast. This is the very first episode, but first let me introduce myself. So, my name is Megan, I am 20 years old and I am from the northeast of England. I am interested in true crime, paranormal, conspiracy theories, spirituality, but this channel is mainly going to focus on the true crime aspects, the paranormal and probably conspiracies. I may make a separate podcast for the spirituality, but I'll figure that out with time. So instead of wasting any more time, let's just jump straight into the first case, which is a true crime case, and it is the Cheshire Murders. I'm going to start off by introducing the victims of this horrendous crime. William Petit Jr. met his wife, Jennifer Hawke, in 1985 at the hospital in which she was a nurse at and he was currently training at, as he was at the time a medical student. It was said that as soon as William laid eyes upon Jennifer, that he instantly fell in love. After a few years, the two went on to get married and also had two daughters together. The oldest being Haley, who was born October 1989, and Michaela, who was born November 1995. Everything was pretty smooth sailing for the family up until 1998 when Jennifer was unfortunately diagnosed with multiple cirrhosis. Following this, Haley then began to take part in the local MS walk with the name of Haley's Hope. And over the seven years in which she did this walk, she was able to raise $55,000. Haley was quite a quiet but very smart child and she was able to accomplish a lot by the time she was 17. And what shocked the family is that she wanted to follow in her father's footsteps by studying medicine. She was set to attend Dartmouth in September of 2007 to pursue her dreams. Michaela was planning to take over the fundraiser once her older sister Haley left to go to college. She was planning on naming it Michaela's Miracle. Michaela was seen as a very gentle and thoughtful young person. July 22nd, 2007. It was a Sunday afternoon and the family had just gotten back from church. And because it was a nice, peaceful day, Michaela, the youngest daughter, decided that she wanted to cook the family a Sunday's dinner. So from there, Michaela and her mum went to the local shop to go and pick up some groceries so they could cook the dinner. However, while they were aware, they were unaware that they were being watched by an ex-convict. This convict was known as Joshua Komischaweski. Upon following the mother and daughter home, Joshua had decided that they looked wealthy enough to have cash lying around the house. So then he went to go and make a plan to rob them. Joshua wasn't planning to follow through with this burglary alone. Instead, he made a plan with a friend called Stephen Hayes, who was also an ex-convict that he met at a halfway house. 
So, on the 23rd of July, 2007, at 3am, the two convicts broke in through an unlocked door in the family basement. As they were wandering through the house, Joshua spotted a baseball bat, which was laid near the stairs, which he then went on to pick up. Once they got to the top of the stairs, they found William Petit asleep in the sunroom. They then struck him over the head four or five times and proceeded to drag him to the basement where they tied him up with rope and cable ties. Going back upstairs, the two found the three girls that were sleeping in each of their individual rooms and upon finding the girls, they tied their ankles and hands to the bedposts and covered their heads with pillowcases. After successfully tying the household up, they then went on to ransack the house in search for some cash. However, they were quite disappointed upon finding very little cash in the house. However, they did stumble upon a cheque register which indicated the family had $40,000 in the bank. From there, Stephen Hayes went on to find two gas cans which he then took to a nearby gas station where he put £10 worth of gas in. And then once he returned home, he forced Jennifer, the mother, to the bank to withdraw $15,000 for the men. Whilst Jennifer was at the bank and talking to the worker, she was able to tell them the situation that was going on, which prompted the bank worker to phone the police. As Jennifer was not able to withdraw the 15 grand that she was instructed to get, they later returned back to the family home, where the police then set up perimeter around the house, yet they stayed hidden and did not interfere with what was going on inside. Joshua went into Michaela's room, where he then proceeded to sexually assault her whilst taking pictures of himself doing so. This was confirmed later on when his sperm was found inside the young girl's body. Stephen then decided to strangle Jennifer, which unfortunately led to her death. However, that did not stop Stephen from raping her. However, he claimed this was provoked by Josh. Once William Petit gained consciousness and heard the banging which was happening above him, he yelled out. But it the response he got was, don't worry, it's all going to be over in a couple of minutes. From there, William was able to escape and managed to crawl to the neighbours. Once Joshua had found out that he escaped, the pair poured gasoline over Jennifer's body and the rest of the house. Immediately after, Joshua and Stephen fled the scene in the family car, but were soon stopped by the police. By the time the firefighters had arrived, the house was already up in flames and no one could be saved. Although Haley did manage to escape from her room, she was found collapsed at the top of the stairs where her feet had third and fourth degree burns, whereas Michaela was found still tied to the bed with her lower body hanging off it. It was found that the two daughters sadly died from smoke inhalation. The entire ordeal lasted for seven hours. However, this could have been prevented if the police engaged with the criminals. However, they were told from the control room not to engage. 
Joshua and Stephen were then sentenced to death. However, due to a change in laws and the abolishment of the death penalty, this turned to life imprisonment. During the questioning, Joshua said for one of the reasons that he'd done it was, quote, very nice house and very nice car, and I thought it would be nice to be there someday, end quote. Despite the tragic accident, which led to the death of Dr. William Petit's wife and two daughters. Years later, he was able to rebuild his life, where he went on to marry Christine Paloff, 35, who works as a freelance photographer. On the 23rd of November, 2013, William and Christine introduced their new son to the world, William Arthur Petit III. So... That is the end of that case. Now, I would like to thank those who clicked on this podcast and I would like to thank those who plan on sticking around for more. If there is any specific case you would like me to cover, make sure to let me know and I'll definitely do some research. Thank you and I'll see you in the next one.